Hey everybody, Doug here, one of the host, producers, and creators of the John Review Life Podcast, bringing you a bonus episode this week. Um, I'll be out of town this week, I'll be traveling to New York, so there'll be no normal episode of the John Review Life Podcast, unfortunately, this week. But don't worry, uh, I'll be back June 2nd, so look out for an episode that Friday. Um, but in the meantime, I wanted to give out two bonus episodes out for you all to hold you guys over until I return. Um, you can find the show, as always, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. And while you're there... Uh, don't forget to hit that follow subscribe button, leave us a review and rate the show as always. Thank you so much for your support. All right. So this bonus episode will be fast and furious. The franchise ranked. Listen, if you're a fan of this franchise, like me, you're in for a treat. Um, if you're not, Hey, listen, if you're curious about the franchise or just curious to hear this episode, great. Welcome. We're glad you're here as well. Um, listen, I grew up on these movies, you know, the first one I were watching on DVD from the Netflix DVD days. I was like obsessed with this movie. I love the car, love the act, love the craziness to it all. Um, and then growing up, you know, they were a big part of my, you know, grade school, middle school, high school, college, post college. So uh, I've been with this franchise ever since I was a kid. So they've been kind of like they've been out in all parts of my, you know, life. Again, childhood, teenager, college, post college. I was an adult, so uh, I have a very special place in my heart for this franchise. Not all, not all the movies in the franchise, but. There's some that I love, but no matter how crazy they get, how insane they get, the crazy stunts, the no logic, the oh come on now, Rye rolling. I love these French, I love this franchise so much because these movies mean a lot to me. And uh, you know, growing up, Paul Walker was one of my favorite actors. You know, uh, whether it was you know Fast or Eight Below or Takers. You know, I just I grew up watching this guy. I was so like he was just so charming. You know, his beautiful blue eyes. He was char- uh, charismatic. You know, he had a great smile and just like. Always had the cool clothes and the cool shoes, so I, you know, I grew up kind of like one of my favorite actors. So when he passed away in 2013, it was sad. Again, I grew up again with Fast, but also growing up, growing up, growing up watching him as an actor was just very like, I don't know, it was it was sad. It was very sad when he passed. So I remember seeing you know Fury Seven when uh, two of my best friends in high school and that came out, and not gonna lie, we all cried because that ending was very the tribute ending to that him was very beautiful, and very touching, and I think they handled it very classy and. Uh, um, you know, great send off to his character and, and to him as a person. So um, he's still missed to this day. And again, I'm a big, big Paul Walker fan, but also a big fast franchise so fan. So, all right, so let's get into it, shall we, guys? Um, so I'm going to rank these from least favorite to most favorite. Uh, there's 11 movies, including Hobbs and Shaw, the spin off came out in 2019 with The Rock and Jason Statham. So I'm including that as well. So. Number 11 is going to be 2009's Fast and Furious. Um, I think as a kid, I remember watching this on HBO. I was like, oh, this was cool. But, you know, I went back to it after watching Fast Five, you know, when Fast Five came out, you know, years ago. And I was like, yeah, this wasn't that crazy, I remember. And I remember watch, I watched all of them during the pandemic recently. And um, in order to, you know, to prep for Fast Nine when it was coming out. And I did, did, not, hold, did not hold up. It's it's very boring at times. Um, it's very, I mean, it's forgettable, but they introduced, you know, Gal Gadot, who at the time was, you know, a nobody actress. She was kind of like a new actress uh, up and coming. So it's very cool to see her, you know, her progress as an actor, actress now uh, to this very day you know, as Wonder Woman and Red Notice and all of the huge projects. But to me, it just felt very kind of flat. I mean, the stuff with Letty was very sad. And um, I mean, I like the kind of see the brotherhood kind of evolving between uh, Brian and Dom, but it just feels very flat, and the CGI is really bad. Like, there's some parts, I mean, back then, I guess it was, 
more kind of you know favorable but now you watch watch it now these days and it's like ooh this is some really bad cgi and i know i'm a big justin lynn you know fan who directed that directed that one as well i was just like yeah it just did not do it for me the editing was very choppy the camera was very shaky it was very kind of felt low budget at times but yeah uh, i mean good soundtrack with by pitbull and a bunch of other um artists but it's one that you go back to it's like yeah i this doesn't hold up at all as well for me i mean i i like the beginning as well when they're driving the um, the oil trucks with you know uh, Han and uh, Letty and Dom, but it just did not hold up. And like I said the CGI to this day is very very bad, and you look at it like oof. But it just yeah, it's not it's one I kind of refuse to go back to if I do a rewatch. I mean I'm going to the fourth one it just because it's very boring and it doesn't kind of excite you the way the other ones kind of do overall. So yeah, number so number eleven for me is two of the nines, Fast and Furious. Uh, number ten to me for me is Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Um, I know a lot of people think this is very underrated. This is very kind of like oh, like the last one about racing. And to to their point, there it is very true. It, a lot of it, a lot about it is racing. I don't dislike this movie at all. It just to me like I'm growing up as a kid. I was like oh, where's where's Vin Diesel? Where's you know where's 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 Paul Walker? Where's the crew? And they they, they I mean he's at the very end of it obviously. And again, I think you know this movie came out. Before four, and then in this one, Han dies at the end. Sorry, spoiler. Um, and it just like it's just like oh, I guess it it okay. They erased that, but I mean, down the road, we'll get to it eventually. But it kind of did the timeline change, or whatever. So yeah, it's good racing for sure. It's a lot about his racing, but to me, the characters kind of feel flat. You just don't feel like invested in them the way you did with Dom and Brian and. Even in Too Fast with, you know, Tej and uh, Roman. So, to me, it, or Mia, Letty in the first one. So, it just kind of felt like it was missing something. And this was the first one that Justin Lin came on to direct. And I think his directing is very well in, in this franchise. Even with 4, which I'm not a fan of. But with this, it just kind of felt like... It felt like a DVD, straight to DVD kind of movie. Where it was like, why was this kind of being made? It's kind of, this kind of felt very, like, also again, low, low budget. Straight to DVD or, v- or like, VOD. So... I don't doesn't hold up. I mean, I I think that they're trying their best. Whether it's you know Lucas Black or Bow Wow or everyone else in the cast, I do think uh, uh, it, there's just times where you're just kind of like, yeah, it's 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 fine, it, it's fine. But it, it it's just very to me, it's just like it does not hold up at all to, compared to the rest of the franchise. So I'm putting that at number uh, ten. Uh, number nine actually is going to be Fate of the Furious F8, and you know what? I was very hyped for this movie when it came out in 2017. I was a freshman in college, and listen, in college I was like, "Oh my god, I'm a big Fast and Furious fan! Like, I love this franchise so much. I was so excited for it." And I think when I first saw it, I was like, "Oh, this was fun!" Because I had an IMAX with a friend of mine at an early screening, and it was fun. The energy was like, "Oh, this is, we're seeing a fast movie in IMAX." Again, this is the first one that didn't have Paul Walker, so I was very skeptical about it as well. Um, but I like F. Gary Gray, who was doing this one, who did, you know, uh, The Italian Job and Friday and Trade on Compton. I think he's a very underrated director, if you ask me. Um, but this one I was hyped for, and IMAX, I'm there, say less. And loved the soundtrack. Had a great, great soundtrack with a lot of new artists at the time, whether it was Post Malone, Kevin Gates, um, uh, Little Uzi, uh, Quavo, Travis Scott, um, everybody, Two Chains, Wiz Khalifa. It was a great soundtrack. Um, but the movie to me, again, I saw it, I had so much fun with it, I liked it a lot, I thought it was fun, I liked the introduction of Charlize Theron, who I love as an actress, as the villain, um, and I like the whole thing with Statham, but again, Statham didn't make sense because they, they, he killed one of their 
family members. I was like, wait, 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 why, why are we like, like letting this guy come in to like, you know, like be part of the family now? Um, but I think as time went on, the more I watched it, it got le- lower, lower on my list because some of the humor does not work or hold up anymore. And I just, I mean, the spectacle is there for sure. I, I don't blame F. Gary Gray's direction at all. I just think the script is very weak. Um, and some of the, some of the dialogue is very kind of like, uh, it's questionable. Um, again, and I did feel the presence. I, I did feel the loss of Paul Walker in this, you know, and I'm also me, the character of Mia played by, uh, Jordana Brewster was not in this one at all. So it's like, you felt, you felt the loss of like two main characters and again, growing up in this franchise, having a big love for this franchise, also loving Paul Walker as an actor and the character of Brian, you felt it. Like you definitely felt like there's something missing here and, how they're gonna work work around this? I think no credit to all credit to all the actors they they did their thing, but it felt like it was missing something. Um, so again, the more and more I watched it, I watched again, I watched it recently on Blu-ray, and I was like, yeah, this one doesn't hold up as much either. And again, I liked it a lot when I first came out, but the more I thought about it, the more I watched it, I was like, yeah, it goes lower on my lower on my list. And you know, it was the last time we saw uh, you know The Rock in. Um, the Rock uh, and with the family because then he left the franchise to do a spinoff. But yeah, it doesn't hold up as much. Um, again, I do think the direction is pretty well from F. Gary Gray. Uh, again, great soundtrack. Great the opening car car uh, uh, the car race is really interesting and it's very kind of fun to watch in Cuba. But it just not, for some reason doesn't hold up as much anymore. And I think the problem too was just that you just feel you just do feel the loss of Paul Walker not having not being in there. No matter you replaced it with Scott Eastwood or. Um, you know, other characters, it just didn't kind of like feel that gap, didn't fill that gap whatsoever. So, yeah, not again. I, I still liked it for what it was, for what that movie is, but to me, it's, it's not, it's on getting the bottom tier of uh, those movies. Um, so that was, yeah, so that was number nine. Uh, at number eight, I have uh, Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. Um, again, the one I saw in theaters, I liked it a lot, but then I watched it again on you know, Blu ray on TV. I was like, oh, it was fun, it, it's a fun popcorn flick. I'm a big David Leach fan, a huge David Leach fan, you know, from stuff like, you know, the first John Wick and Deadpool 2 and Atomic Blonde. And I love, I love, 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 love Bullet Train. I just love his stunt work, you know, because as you know, he was a, or, or maybe you don't know, he was a, a stunt performer turned uh, filmmaker with um, uh, Chad Selesky, who did the first John, they did the first John Wick together. And, you know, Chad Selesky has done, was was the, was made, was uh, Keanu Reeves' uh, stunt double in The Matrix. So, uh, seeing these guys kind of progress as stunt performers to filmmakers is very fascinating. Those are very kind of like humble dudes, and they, they know how to direct action. Like I'm a big action film, action movie connoisseur and lover. I really do like how they direct action. It's right in your face. It's most of it's practical. It's a very kind of good hand to hand, like very clean combat, which I love. Cause, you know, you see a lot of action movies. You know, the editing is very choppy. Or they cut away. They look away. They look down. It just you can tell it's not, it's not choreographed well, but. David Leach does a really good job of choreographing action really well, and I think the credit to Hobbs and Shaw, the choreography, fight choreography, fight scenes are just so well done, and they, and they work so well. Again, I'm also getting big fan of The Rock, big fan of Jason Statham, and these two characters have had so much beef with you know the introduction of him in uh, Fury Seven, and you know, seeing how they worked in, in Fast Eight. So it like, it, like okay, you can see like they, there's something between them, and they had great chemistry because they hate each other, but also they respect each other. A little bit, not much. They do, but the the chemistry and the dynamic between Hob, uh, Hobbs by the Rock and the and uh, Sta- um, Shaw by Statham Statham, it's like very fascinating to see them kind of like progress as characters. And it's a fun movie. However, it feels like a Marvel movie because you know 
I love Idris Elba. I think he's a, just a charming actor. He's very charismatic as well. Um, he's a very good actor, whether it's drama, comedy, anything, action. He's really good in it. Or and he's playing a villain in this, so it's it's, it's very fun. To, it's very fun to watch him as a villain. Um, but it just it became like kind of Captain America with like super soldiers and like uh, and like a super government thing. It's like okay, this is definitely kind of this is a reach now. For sure, reach, and I was like, "Why do we need? Do we need a spinoff at the time?" Because it came out a year after Fast Eight, and I was like, "Okay, I get it, but uh, all right." And then there was rumors, there were stories about The Rock and Vin Diesel not getting along, having a feud. So there's a lot that The Rock wanted wanted to do on his own. He wanted to expand his character more than I mean, it's not the family itself. So I get it. You want to like you know you want you love the character. You want to bring more to it. Um, but again, it's, it's very, it, to me, it's a little too over the top at times, again, and like the super soldier, like Captain America thing is like, uh, I get, I guess, but now we're, we're really kind of tearing away from fast. And I mean, I know fast seven and eight, we're doing it too, or, or including six, but this one just felt like, oh, okay. But I do have a lot of fun because the action is just so well shot. I think David Leach's direction is very crisp when he comes to shooting action and shooting really kind of like great hand-to-hand combat because it's in your face, it's practical. I mean, a lot of it is CGI on that movie, don't get me wrong, but the combat and the fighting techniques is very just like hand-to-hand, like very well choreographed. Um, so for that, I do love, I do appreciate that movie a lot because of how well the action is shot and the and the humor between uh, uh, The Rock and Jason Statham, and a lot of fun cameos, too. There's two cameos in that movie that are cracking me up a lot um, by two pretty big names, so that for sure also kind of gives, gives it a boost for me because I, I thought the cameos were really funny and the kind of like how they interacted with both Hobbs and Shaw was really funny, so it's up there for sure, so that's what number uh, eight for me. Uh, number seven for me is going to be 2000, 2002, I want to say, or 2002 or 03 is... Um, uh, too Fast, Too Furious, starring uh, Paul Walker and uh, Tyrese, uh, directed by the late, great John Singleton, who I also am a big fan of as a filmmaker. Um, he, um, this one to me, I love because it's, it's, it's very corny and very early 2000s. Um, w- with that said, it's, um, it just, it's fun to watch. It, it's, it's fun to watch. And uh, I like it. This is when we first saw... Um, uh, we meet Roman, by, played by Tyrese, and uh, we meet Tej, played by Ludacris. Um, and it's it's for, it's so it's corny and cheap. It's the yeah, early 2000s, but I, I love the dynamics between Paul Walker and Tyrese because like they had history before as characters, and now like as we're told um, but, but through uh, uh, Brian in the movie, and it's like kind of seeing how they like a new kind of new mission, you know, bring them in, and like um, kind of seeing again yeah, this. It was more about street racing and cars than it is than it, than it is now. Uh, but with that said, it's just it's so it's fun. It's it's fun to watch. Good soundtrack by Ludacris and a lot of ra- great rap artists. Um, and the racing is a lot of fun. The racing is definitely like getting cheesy. It's filmed and it's definitely the CGI is not holding up whatsoever. But the racing scenes are fun because it big one in the middle in the first one, middle one, the route the sh- movie. Um, and this is fun. Like I said, the dynamic, the dynamic between Paul Walker and Tyrese is very charming because they have great chemistry together. And you can tell like they're friends both in the movie, but also in real life. Um, and a lot of the comedy works, and to this day, it still holds up. Um, and it's, again, it's fun to watch, and also fun to watch, go back and watch. Like, oh, like look how far this movie this franchise have come, franchise has come since then. And like I said, I, whenever I get to see you know good ones with Paul Walker, it makes me happy because he was he was he was one of my favorite actors and favorite characters, along with like. Uh, 
Roman played by Tyrese. So I like it a lot, and it's just it's a fun, very fun, goofy two thousands movie. Um, but it works, and I love how they introduced uh, Roman and Tej to the universe. All right, so that was let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. That was seven. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six. Yep, yeah, seven. Um, so number number six is going to be actually I again it's Fast Nine F Nine the Fast Saga. I know people just can do not get the movie whatsoever. That's like this is like the worst Fast and Furious movie ever. Like this is ridiculous. I I like this movie a lot. I do. And here I'll explain why I mentioned on the last episode of the, of the podcast too was um, for me it's it came out right when theaters were opening up again. We're getting we're getting new movies, you know. And we were and I was and I'm located in Phoenix, so like theaters were open to us, which was which is a very very nice to have, but. It was like I me mean, a, a one movie like every few weeks. It was nothing coming out. I mean, we had, we had stuff like Nobody, and then we had stuff like Godzilla versus King Kong, and you know, smaller ish movies. But and I, and I remember Memorial Day weekend. The first big movie was Quiet Place Two, and that's what it was just fun being in a theater with people. You know, still wearing masks, but it was like cool. We're in, we're we're seeing a big blockbuster. This is awesome. And when and then also again, I was hyped. Again, I, I love these movies so much. I can't wait for another fast because it was delayed a year because of COVID. So the excitement for they were marketing the hell out of this movie. Like, oh my gosh, this is gonna be return to return to the theaters, big blockbuster movie like this. Um, so I was remember, I was so hyped for that. So to me, being excited for a movie again like Fast Nine coming, you know, bringing it back to the theater, bringing people back to the theaters was the big part. Why I like this movie a lot because again, it came out at a time where theaters were theaters were opening up again, movies are back. We're back into it. So, having a big summer blockbuster like F Nine, like Fast, it's like it was just perfect timing. And even though I was the only one in the theater with my brother when we saw that, I still had fun with it. It was fun to see a big fast movie, big blockbuster on the big screen. Because it was kind of a return to the movies, return to the big blockbusters. Great soundtrack. I love. It's probably top two, top two, top three of the soundtracks of the franchise. Um, it was fun. It was fun seeing Justin Lin come. Justin Lin come back to direct these franchises, this franchise, this movie because you know he did most of them, whether from three, three, four, five, six, left, came back to do nine. Um, it was just fun, and it was fun seeing the family together. This was the first one with the Rock, and I do, I do feel like you definitely feel the absence of the Rock, and even more with Paul Walker, Brian, in this in uh, this one because they're not in this one at all. Um, so you gotta feel the mist. You gotta feel like them not being in it. Definitely feel the loss of their characters. Um, I mean, right, I mean, they're not dead in the franchise, but they're not. They're not present. They're not. They're not. You know, they're not showing up. So for me, it was definitely a fun movie back in theaters. But I like they brought back Han. They brought back certain elements to the to the franchise. I liked about it with, with Justin Lin. Um, and I think Justin did a good job as playing you know the brother. I do feel like. It was a bit of a stretch, a bit of a reach. Like, oh, by the way, Dom and Mia have a brother that Dom mentioned in the past 20 years of this franchise. Surprise. That, for sure, I was kind of raising an eyebrow where I was like, really, there was no there was no one, like, there was no mention of him at all for 20 years. But, you know, pick, pick your battles, I guess. Pick, you pick and choose. Um, but I still think he did a good job of playing the playing the brother. And I do wish, wish we kind of saw more of Charlie Theron as Cypher because I think she's a fascinating character for this franchise, fascinating villain to this franchise. But I think her parts were really good. Um, again, it was just fun. It was just fun being back in the theater, seeing a big, epic blockbuster like Fast. Um, and I give it points for that. Yes, they go to space. 
in a, in a car, you know, eye roll, kind of crazy, in a, in a Pontiac, whatever. And then you brought back some of the elements from Tokyo Drift, whether it was the three characters um, in the in the in those in that movie. So to me, it was kind of like a reunion of Justin Lin bringing back things from the franchise and coming back to the franchise, and also bringing bringing Fast back to the theaters when it was very important, which we needed at the time. Bringing back a big blockbuster like Fast to the theaters, to the franchise, and just kind of, I mean, while we go to the movies, and I give Universal and Fast a lot of props for coming out when it did, because I think it would kind of, like, open the way for other movies to come follow out, you know, post, and this is June 2021, when people were getting vaccinated, you know, we, things were being op- coming open again, so I do give it, I do give it props for that. Um, so, yeah, so that's number six. At number five, I'm going to have the original, The Fast and The Furious. Like I said, big part of my childhood, um, you know, I, uh, Again, I remember watching this on DVD with my with my dad, also with my parents, and I remember watching it on like uh, like uh, Netflix over and over again when when DVD came. And I just love like the car racing, the car chases. I liked you know between Paul Walker and Vin Diesel. And just again, it's again go back. You go back and watch it. I I, I, I think I watched it recently actually, the first one, and um, it's like wow, this franchise started off as this car, you know, street racing. Stealing DVD players and DVD and TVs to like now heist and you know, um, you know, uh, CIA heist, global, you know, uh, um, war, uh, you know, craziness, you know, global chaos. So it's fun to go back to like, look how, look how far this franchise has come. And um, it really, again, it, again, I wasn't, I wasn't, again, I was four when it came out, so I don't remember much of it. But I guess I get by do hearing hearing stories now, like how people like people sat on the people sat on the floor, people sat on the steps during theaters to watch this movie because it was it was a huge hit, like it was such a huge hit for Universal and to to Vin and to like movie itself. So such a big deal when it came out. So it had such a big impact on you know movies and you know car the car culture the car world. Uh, and again, it's a, it's a movie that little movie that became this franchise, this global billion dollar franchise. So. Um, and you do like, you see like, you know, young Vin Diesel, young Paul Walker, young Jordan Brewster, young Michelle Rodriguez. And it's refreshing to go back. It's like how, what it, how it all started and stuff. And I think it still holds up pretty well to this day. And like I said, you see like, you see the spark between Paul Walker and Vin Diesel, like what, what that be, what that started off as and what it became. And it's, it's, a, it still holds up. It's a lot of fun and it's, it's fun it's fun seeing, you know, when you watch the newer ones, like, like you pinpoint, like, stuff from the first one, like, oh, yeah, like this, like, like the thread of the house and the garage, stuff like that, and the cars, it, it's, it's, it's fun going back to, you know, see how it all began, so, that number five for me is the Fast and the Furious, um, number four, I'm gonna have the recent, uh, Fast 10, um, <coughs> excuse me, Fast 10 was one I was super excited for, however, when I heard Justin Lin walked off set after the first week, I said, oh, I was like, this isn't good because I know he's no, he has done most of the franchise now. He did, again, I said he did three, four, five, six, left, came back for nine. He goes, yep, I'm doing, I'm doing the finale. I'm doing it. And then week one, he walks off set and I was like, oh no, that's not a good sign. And you know, it was like scheduling conflicts, but I'm like, eh, that's before. Then he hit a statement that it wasn't good for his mental health. And then there was rumors that he was feuding with the Vin Diesel, but I'm also I'm like, well, you did now five, six movies with them. You would think you would know by now there was gonna be an issue, but very kind of you know, oof, skeptical, like, uh oh, it's not good. So, and then they kind of delayed or like 
paused production and they brought in Louis Leterrier who did this one. And I was like, and you know, no, no diss to Louis Leterrier as a filmmaker whatsoever, but you know, I, I'm not wasn't impressed by his track, you know, his resume, whether it's, um, <coughs> excuse me, um, the transporter films or uh, the Incredible Hulk, and now you see me and. Um, he did an awful one with uh, Sasha Baron Cohen uh, called The Brothers Grimsby, which I, I was pumped for. That movie was just not funny at all to me. And then he's done some other stuff. So I was like, okay. I wish, I wish they brought back, you know, James Wan or F. Gary Gray or someone. But I was like, all right, I mean, it is what it is. And it's it a huge budget of the movie. They, they brought him in with no prep. He had to go right to set. So I, I, do give him, I do give him credit for, you know, hopping in right away. Like, I'm going, going to be a director. You know, you're captain of the ship. You're going right to, this, you're going right to set. So... All respect him for that, but I was like, no, I do like the Incredible Hulk actually a lot. Um, the night you see the first night you see me was fine. It, it was clever, but I just to me it's like, yeah, it's it's fine. It, good cast, but doesn't really hold up to me as much. And I don't know transporter films are kind of like, eh, whatever. So I was like, all right. And then I said, Brother Grimsby, I thought was just not was awful. So I was like, mm, all right. But with this, I was very impressed with him. I think he did a good job of you know taking on this, you know, this huge, huge, huge franchise coming in late, you know, being a newbie. So I do give him props for that. And this was fun. And why I love this one, why I like this one a lot, this, this new one was that it ties so much into five, which is my favorite. You'll see it's my favorite and we'll get to that eventually in this episode. But there's so much ties to the fifth one. And it's so great how they incorporated Jason Momoa, you know, who's playing the, the son of the villain from the fifth one. And I think it's refreshing to see Jason Momoa as the villain because you know he's the kind of cool, like he's a good Aquaman. You see him as a good guy in some of his most recent work. But it was refreshing to see him play this kind of like over the top, flamboyant villain that we have not seen yet in the franchise in a long time. He's always kind of like these rough, kind of like I want to go over the world uh, um, villains. But it was fun. You you can see Momoa was having so much fun playing this villain. Like his like kind of like thing between his little dynamic between him and. Vin Diesel is very funny because like he's trying to break he's trying to like break uh, Vin Diesel break Dom but no matter how how hard Vin Diesel hits him whatever he Jason Momoa playing Dante is not literally has like not phased by it whatsoever and it's very very um, fun to watch his performance because he's having so much fun and he's bringing so much like um, uh, uniqueness to the character into the franchise as the villain so. That was a lot of fun. Like I said, it just, I love Five so much. So it was like how they incorporated was very well done. How they incorporated him to the old footage of the, from the fifth movie was very fun. Um, and a lot of the newcomers super great. I think Brie Larson did a great job. I wish I, I wish to get, I wish we kind of see her more for as our character because she's a big part of the who she's playing. Uh, I think Alan Richardson did a great job with playing like the new kind of muscle for the agency. Fun to see him. Um, and a lot of good a lot of good additions. I thought were very very. Entertaining and great to it, but I do think Momoa steals the show in this one. I think he's just such a good villain and it brings so much to the table as an actor, as a performer. Uh, a lot of the action works, and I think they kind of dialed down a bit from the, from the ninth one where it's like, hey, yes, that one was kind of crazy and insane, but yes, there's a lot of insanity and kind of like, okay, no way that would happen, but it definitely feels more along the lines of like five, seven, and six. And um, the first one where it's like, hey, there's a lot more to like, okay. It feels more in line of that, and I, get, I do give Louis Leterrier a lot, a lot of credit for that. Um, I think the, also the pacing was great. You know, Nick and I went to go set, went to the, went to the early screening of it about uh, a week ago, and we couldn't talk about it. But like, what we, said, we both said that, like, wow, listen, like the pacing was very good, and we felt like he just flew on by. I didn't feel like it dragged. And I saw it again with my brother. 
uh, over the weekend. And again, did not feel the runtime. It went by fast. I was still entertained by the action and the, um, the stunts and the spectacle. And this is the first part of a now apparently trilogy, as Vin Diesel said. So it's just it's it's fun to see these characters kind of interact into like, like kind of like elevate a bit more. Um, and like I said Moa steals the show. So I had a lot of fun with it. Good soundtrack as well. Uh, you're gonna, if you're not if you've seen it yet, there's one post credit scene stick stick for that. And a lot of surprises. There was like two surprises where you know myself and also but Nick and I were like, oh my god, no way they brought this thing. These two things happened. Like oh my gosh, this, this is a great surprise. So I'm very excited for part uh, for. Fast 11 or Fast X Part 2 because I do think Louis Leterrier did a good job to do this one and I hope he has more of a I hope he's more of a grasp of um, the second uh, this one because he's going to he's he's announced to do the second the next one he's got full prep got full pre-production so I hope it works out for him so yeah number 4 for me is Fast 10 alright number 3 is Fast and Furious 6 the one with the biggest plane runway ever to ever ever in a, in a movie in a movie so <laughs> Um, again, Fast Fast Furious Six coming off the heels of Fast Five, which I love. Super pumped for, super excited for. I remember when that song uh, Two Chains" was completed. We own it. That, I was putting out on repeat on my phone like every every day, every week uh, during my freshman year of high school. And I remember I saw an early screen of it with my dad. Uh, luckily, and he didn't. He I think he saw one and two. That's all he saw. So he didn't. He didn't see five. He didn't know what what going in, but he wanted to see with me because I know he knew I was a big fan of the franchise. Um, and <laughs> he uh, went in kind of kind of blind, only seeing a few of the movies. So uh, I, I explained to like what happened, who's who, what what whatever. And you know, go my dad. My dad did say like, you know what, you know what, I'm glad you like this movie, but it's not for me. I'm checking out this franchise because again, this this is the one where. A lot of the logic and a lot of like the stunts could become like okay, all right, I get, I no way that would happen. But to me, it's the family, it, the, the 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 essence of Fast and Furious is there because again, coming off the hot the high of Fast Five with which 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 is one of the most beloved of the franchise, and I do think uh, Luke Evans as a villain worked great. He felt very menacing. His henchmen felt very menacing, and they brought back Letty, which was a big surprise. Like, oh my gosh, Letty's back! Um, and so to me, it was like, oh, this is, this is refreshing to see, like, yeah, Letty back. But like, she's amnesia. She's like, she's kind of against the family. And I think the dynamic between everyone works, whether it's Gal Gadot um, as Giselle to to Ludacris to uh, Roman to Paul Walker to Dom to. Um, Han, uh, so it just it works, and I think Justin Lin did a good job of bound of like uh, bringing a sequel after a beloved fifth one, kind of like making it feel like there's more stakes to lose at this time, you know, like such great action scenes, whether it's in London, um, I forgot they were the big, big bridge scene, but a lot of action across the globally is very fascinating to watch, and the humor works a lot too, because I think the whole thing with, with, the, with the Rock and Vin and Tyrese and Luda. It just works. It works so well, and I think to me, this one gets a little, a little underrated of the franchise because I think a lot of people are like, "Ah, eh, it's, it's no five. and they're right, it is no five, but it's so much fun to watch, and it's fun to see these kind of like characters progress even more to like high stakes and kind of like becoming like having villains who are who are terrorists and you know who are like mean threats to the global world. So. I have so much fun with it, and I I think it's just it, it's to me it, very underrated the franchise and 
awesome action, and I was sad to hear that that um, Justin Lin was going to leave after this one. So I was like, all right, it sucks, but I think I think you jump with five and six. So I I think Fast and Furious Six is a great entry in the franchise, and to number three for me. Number two is 2015's Furious Seven. So as mentioned at the beginning of the episode, you know this is one's kind of tough because you know they were. I want to say halfway into production, and uh, Paul Walker passed away. Uh, you know, died in that uh, uh, car accident. So I remember, again, I remember it very well because it was 2013. I was with some friends, and like we were turning, we turned our phone, and it was like, so you know, T- Paul Walker passed away, and I was like, no way, like no way. He was, was six just came out a few months ago. He's filming, he's filming seven now. Like I thought he was like, what's wait, was, this is weird. And then you look more into the news, all the trades. Paul Walker has passed away. Paul Walker has passed away at 40, and I was like, oh my god. Uh, I remember being there with some friends that were in, we, we we loved him and loved Fast and Furious and it was like it's just so sad this you know young young man young guy forty years old dad just passed away he was a good dude you know he was always, he has a great program uh, with reach out worldwide and he gave he he put in so much of the world whether it was volunteering his time going to different countries to you know help out to you know for relief and you know donate you know supplies and you know food everything and he's, you can tell he was a, it's a very good dude you know he was Hollywood but. He, there was a lot more to him as an actor, as a person. So it was very sad to hear that he passed away. So but I remember following the story that like Universal pauses Fury Seven. They're not doing this one. They're they're gonna put it on hold for a while. What to do next? And I was like, and James Wan was doing this one, and I was like, hmm, I don't know James Wan that well. I, I know he did like The Conjuring and like a lot of the horror movies, but I was like, oh, he's a horror, why is a horror guy doing a Fast and Fury Seven movie? Like, what's going on? It gets kind of silly. Um, but. I remember they resumed production. They delayed the movie for a year. They had to re- they had to rewrite and rework the third act, and they brought in Paul Walker's brothers to come in to like do like finish finish the finish the shooting. They kind of the CGI the CGI you know their his face on his brothers. They had to like finish the movie. Um, and I really give again I I give James Wan all the credit in the world because he took on the impossible like how to keep this movie going, even though we lost one of our main stars and one of the main characters of this of this franchise. I think James Wan did a masterful, I mean masterful job of this movie. Um, the action is fantastic. And all my doubts about him as a filmmaker, I was like, oh, he's a horror filmmaker, went out the door because I was like, wow, this dude knows how to make a great movie, a fun movie, great action uh, movie. So I, I have so much fun with Theory 7 because it was just like, I mean, you knew it was Paul Walker's last movie, obviously, but it was just like, there was so much, like, it was so like, you know, you brought in Jason Statham, who played the brother of the villain of the play the brother who brother of the villain from the sixth one and you know Statham's a badass he's menacing he's bringing so much like just like rage and emotion to him to who's playing uh and you see the first time we see you know him in uh the chemistry him in the him fighting the rock which was like crazy to see and how James Wan filmed it was very interesting um and the stunts are just over the top they're insane but like you can't stop and look like wow how are they pulling this off like it, a lot of the CGI were just like, wow, this is, they topped the last few. It's crazy. And I, again, it just, it, it again, goes by so quick. Great action, great car chases, great car scenes. Um, it's, it's insanity, but they managed to really give Paul Walker a proper and beautiful send off to Brian as a character and to Paul Walker for us audiences because it was the last, because we're saying goodbye to both him, both Paul Walker as an actor, but also goodbye to him as a character. And I just was so impressed. I'm still impressed with James Wan that he managed to do the impossible and to like really, you know, move forward and make the, and finish this movie the way he did because he really did a great job of like you know staying strong as a you know as a leader, as a director, as a filmmaker, but really kind of putting a lot of love into this, putting a lot of love to this movie and really showing audiences like how like how important this franchise is and how important Paul Walker was to us. 
Um, and just it holds up so well. And I, I think I can watch that over and over again. I still cry at the end when they say goodbye to Paul Walker. Um, it's just beautiful. So I, I have a special place in my heart for Fury 7. Like I said, two, I saw with two of my best friends. One of them was Joel, actually, one of the hosts of the of our, of our show. And we're crying. And he goes, you crying? I was like, I'm crying. You crying? Like, yep. And we started, started tearing up with our friend at the time. And it just hit, hit all the feels. It was, like, sad. But it just – the stunts are amazing when they're flying out of the car or the picture of the bus. It just, it's just – it's phenomenal. And I do think this movie is definitely, like, a really, really high of the franchise, how good it is, how Ray could be. You know, it's crazy over the top. And the humor is hilarious. The humor from everyone, from Tyrese to Paul to Luda to The Rock to Vin. It works. It's a Michelle Rodriguez. It just works. And it's just great seeing the new character, Ramsey. I think she has a lot to the franchise, to the family itself. So I'm glad that she's still been a big part of the of the franchise since seven. So uh, yeah, it, it it's 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 almost my favorite one. But uh, this next next this next one I'm gonna mention is like my favorite. But yeah, it's just it's Fear Seven is such a great movie. So um, definitely high in the franchise. But again, number two. So my most favorite of the franchise is Fast. Five. I think a lot of people will see this is probably their favorite of the franchise because it's awesome. I mean, it really kind of like reboots the franchise itself. Again, I think four was a big misfire, if you ask me. Again, like I said, it was boring. It was like, eh, it doesn't really do anything. But this kind of reinvents the franchise of what it could be. The over-the-top, the craziness, the crazy stunts, the crazy locations, whether it's Rio, all over the, all over the country. And they the movie opens up with a crazy you know car with a uh, car chasing bus crashing and it's like you saw a movie like that you're like you're in you're in it like it, this is it and really Justin Lin does a phenomenal job of to me you, he this movie brings back everyone from, from the previous movies from Roman to Roman and Tej to Han to Giselle to, from Vince from the first one like man it really it really brings in so much and. The fifth one also brings in The Rock, but I think The Rock did it, added such a huge. I think The Rock added so much to this movie, like so much charisma, so much like star power, because The Rock is one of the biggest stars of all time. But like at the time, he still he he's wrestler turned actor, but now he really brought so much like um, kind of different to the franchise. Is this is kind of like bounty to you know he's he's law enforcement to go after Dom and his family because they're wanted wanted fugitives, um, and it's just like it, they do a good job of kind of like rebooting the franchise five movies in and bringing this like kind of a heist to it kind of oceans oceans kind of feel to it and the heist is phenomenal you know when they when they heist when they rob the bank and they at the vault with the two dodge chargers it's like whoa it's insane but you can't stop to watch like wow like this isn't this is insane this is crazy but you're so you're so in awe of it you're so amazed by it. you're just like this is this is this is this is berserk but you love every minute of it like I said, I think the fact that they brought back everyone from the, from the previous movies was a genius idea because it just like again, it feels like an Ocean's Eleven kind of feel movie to it, like an eighteen but Ocean's. But uh, it, it, the ensemble cast just works, and everyone brings you know their special uniqueness to it. Whether it's Luda to Tyrese to Paul to Mia to Vince to everyone to Jill Han, everyone. Um, it it is it really does like. It, 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 everyone has something to offer in this franchise, in, in that movie especially. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's again, Leo and Santos as well, Don Omar and Tego Calderon, like, they, they bring so much too as part of the team. I'm, I'm kind of bummed we haven't seen them in a while because it's when someone eight and we saw, we saw one and nine, but 
can wish they bring him back for the next few movies because they they're missed as well. But uh, yeah, Fast Five is just absurd. And I, I remember seeing that in seventh grade. I said, this might be the best action movie I've ever seen in my life because it was just nonstop craziness, the humorous. The jo- all the jokes work. The jokes really do work in this one more than many some of the other movies. Um, and all the car chasing, the, everything just works awesome. And I knew, again, I said the bringing bringing the Rock in was a big, big, big plus to the franchise and to the movie itself. And it just works. I I can watch Fast Five all the time. Never get bored with it. The beginning scene, the heist on the train when they steal the cars, and then when Vin Diesel and Paul Walker drive off like off that cliff and like they're like in mid air dropping off the, off the off the car into the water is just it's shot so incredible. And I think Justin Lin has a great eye to do. Crazy big extra set pieces, and I do think five and seven really are the peak or the top of the franchise, if you ask me. Um, but yeah, Fast Five is really kind of like showed like what this franchise could be and like how crazy it can be if you if we kind of reinvent it kind of midway through. But yeah, it's it's so fun. It's so fun. Great action. I think Justin Lin really did the the best one of the franchise. I'm kind of bummed that he, he he's gone now. He's not coming back to the franchise, but. If he did, awesome. If not, I respect it. But he really did like leave his leave his stamp on this franchise. So again, Fast Five is the best one, if you ask me. I think a lot of people will agree with that. But uh, yeah, guys. Well, I hope you, if you're a Fast and Furious fan like I am, I hope you enjoy this this bonus episode. Uh, if you're not, hope I didn't spoil too much for you. Hope you hope I kind of intrigue you to watch these watch these movies now. But uh, yeah, I guess I love these movies so much. They're again, a big part of my you know my life. For, again, some different parts of my life, whether it was childhood to teenage years to college, now to adult adulthood, and I'll still watch the movies no matter what. I'll still I'll still rock with this franchise, no matter how crazy they get, no matter how insane, how much logic is broken, how much like science is defied, or gravity is not a real thing in this in this, in this franchise. I'll still watch them because I just I love I have so much fun with these. So no matter what. So uh, again, hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, uh, as always, guys, you can find the show on our social media is at uh, Midway Avenue Productions on Instagram and TikTok. Um, putting out more uh, out of theater reactions and posts on there, so check out that. And as, as always, again, you can find the show uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts. And yeah, guys, if you could leave a review, review a rating, hit that follow button. It helps us out tremendously. Helps us show out tremendously. Like you know, we've been growing a lot more. That you know, this past few months, we're trying to like, get in the summer season. A lot more movies coming out. We're trying to like. Uh, you know, cover more movies and cover more events, cover more screenings. So, uh, you following, you listen to the show, you downloading, you know, writing, reviewing helps show out tremendously. And guys, thank you so much for your support as always. Um, and until then, until then, guys, I will see you next time. Uh, and be safe, everyone. Take care. <laughs>